Hi, this is Leo and a big welcome back to The Sound Museum, the music podcast that explores that personal connection we all have with the music that we listen to. As always, firstly, a massive thank you for your support on last week's episode, celebrating the life of Tina Turner with a deep dive into her album, Private Dancer. Thank you so much for all the support and the love on social media. And thank you for letting me know your favorite Tina Turner songs, because on this week's podcast episode, Tina Turner, Simply the Best, we highlight some of Tina Turner's most iconic songs, going right back to the 60s and throughout her solo career. So stay tuned for another episode celebrating the amazing Tina Turner. Before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast provider. That way you don't miss any future episodes and it ensures the show continues to grow and gain more listeners, which is always fantastic. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave me a lovely review. That would be amazing. It really helps with all the business stuff. So that would be amazing if you can do that. And also on Spotify, you can also leave a star rating as well. Now, while researching this podcast episode, I have watched so many Tina Turner videos on YouTube. I have rewatched the Tina documentary and the movie What's Love Got to Do With It. And one thing that is so clear, Tina Turner was a legend. She was such a strong woman, so passionate. And when she hit that stage, she left nothing on that stage. Such an amazing voice, amazing stage presence, and what a performer. There's no one like Tina Turner. When you listen to one of her tracks, you know instantly that voice. You know it's Tina Turner. There's no denying that. And these days, it's so hard for singers to find their voice because a lot of singers these days sound the same. But in Tina's case, there's no denying that amazing voice. So with this podcast episode, Tina Turner, Simply the Best, we're going right back to the beginning when she was with Ike Turner and releasing some amazing music. So I've chosen three iconic tracks from that time with Ike Turner, starting with this iconic track. River Deep Mountain High, written and produced by fame producer Phil Spector, who of course produced many of the Beatles records. Now this was first released back in May 1966. It was a success in Europe first, peaking at number three in the UK, number one in Spain and number nine in the Netherlands, number 14 here in Australia, but in the US, only number 88. The track was later covered by the Supremes and the Four Tops in 1970, reaching number 14 in the US. And in the 90s, it was covered by Celine Dion for her 1996 album, Falling Into You. Oh, 
moving on to another iconic track. What a track that is. Proud Mary, written by John Fogarty and first recorded in 1969 by his band Credence Clearwater Revival, reaching number two in the US, number five in Australia, number three in New Zealand and number eight in the UK. Now, Tina and Ike covered the track in 1970 and released it in January 1971. Proud Mary was the second single from the 1970 album Working Together. Now, this track picked at number four in the US, number five in the Netherlands, and number 11 in Canada. It also won a Grammy Award in 1972 for Best R&B Vocal Performance by a Group. Now, this next track needs no introduction. The iconic track written by Tina Turner, Nutbush City Limits. Now Tina began writing songs in 1969 until about 1977, but during her 80s and 90s success she wrote none of her songs. Not sure why, but at the end of the day, a great song is a great song, it doesn't matter who wrote it. Nutbush City Limits was produced by Ike Turner and released in August 1973, 50 years ago this year. Oh my goodness. The track reached number 22 in the US, number 4 in the UK, 14 in Australia and number 19 in New Zealand. The track also charted in many European countries and even in South Africa. Tina re-recorded the track in 1993 for her What's Love Got To Do With That soundtrack album to the movie of the same name and the song sparked a huge line dance craze called The Nutbush in the 70s during the disco era which took off in Australia in the 80s and is still popular to this very day. Speaking of Nutbush City Limits, one of my lovely listeners, Chris, loves the 90s version, which was reworked and remixed for her 1991 album, Simply the Best. Let's check that remix out. Love that remix of Nutbush Silly Limits from Tina Turner from her 1991 compilation Simply the Best. So now we've gone through three iconic tracks by Ike and Tina Turner. Now it's time to celebrate some of Tina Turner's iconic solo singles and I've come up with my top 10 favorites. Now this was really difficult. I had about 15 tracks they had to cull down to 10 and trying to choose which tracks didn't make it was really, really difficult. So I hope you enjoy my top 10. Let me know if I got it right. Let me know if your favorite Tina Turner tracks made it into my top 10. So let's go and count down from number 10. Open up your heart and let me in. 
Typical Male, written by long-term collaborators Graham Lyle and Terry Britton. That was the lead single from her 1986 album Break Every Rule. Now, did you know Phil Collins plays drums on this track? I had no idea, but he does. Typical Male hit number two in the US, number eight in New Zealand, 20 in Australia, 33 in the UK. Not sure what was going on there, but it did reach top 10 in most European countries. Another interesting fact on the B-side to Typical Male, Don't Turn Around, later became a hit for Ace of Bass in 1994. Let's check out their version. Don't turn was of course Sweden's Ace of Bass Don't Turn Around from 1994 but it was first done by Tina in 1986 as a b-side to her single Typical Male. So we are moving into the very late 90s with this next track. Here is number nine. When the Heartache is Over, written by Graham Stack and John Reed. Of course, Graham Stack is a legendary songwriter responsible for hits from Kylie Minogue, Leanne Rhymes, and Take That. It was also produced by the Metro team of Brian Rawling and Mark Taylor. They were responsible for Cher's comeback single, Believe, also in 1999. When the Heartache is Over was the lead single from Tina's final album, 24-7, in 1999. Hit number 10 in the UK and was a moderate chart success across Europe, but sadly not down under. But... It did reach number three on the US Dance Club Song Chart. Now, one of our listeners, Simon, voted this track his favourite Tina Turner single. Let's check out the live version. That is Tina Turner doing it live when the heartache is over. When you listen to Tina live, she is so explosive. It's almost like the live version is better than the studio version. Love that track. Let's head back to the mid-90s now for my number eight. That is Golden Eye, written by U2's Bono and The Edge, and produced by multiple Grammy Award winning producer Nell Hooper, who has worked with U2, Smashing Pumpkins, Madonna, Bjork, and so many more. 
GoldenEye was a theme song for the Bond movie, released in 1995. But did you know that this track was first offered to UK band Depeche Mode in 1994, but due to the band touring at the time, they couldn't make it work timing-wise. But GoldenEye was a huge hit across Europe, reaching number 10 in the UK, but sadly in Australia, only number 63. Now, when I was doing research on this podcast episode, playing all the Tina tracks around the house and everything, and my fiancé, Sean, came into my office when this track was playing and said this was his favourite Tina Turner song. I had no idea. So there you go. Great choice, babe. Moving on to number seven. That was Better Be Good To Me from the album Private Dancer, written by Aussie songwriter and producer Michael Chapman, along with US songwriter and singer Holly Knight, and English-American songwriter Nikki Chin. Now, Michael and Holly also went on to write the huge hit Love Is A Battlefield for Pat Benatar, and Nikki also wrote the iconic track Mickey for Tony Basil in 1981, along with Aussie Mark Chapman. But Better Be Good To Me was actually a cover first released in 1981 by New York band Spider, where Holly Knight played the keyboards in that band. Better Be Good To Me was produced by English songwriter and producer Rupert Hine, who has worked with the likes of Howard Jones, Thompson Twins and Sir Bob Geldof. The track reached number 5 in the US and number 6 in Canada. And at the Grammys, Tina won Best Female Rock Vocal Performance in 1985. Let's move on to number 6. And this track was not only a favourite of mine, but also some of you listening. That was What You Get Is What You See, released in February 1987, the third single to be lifted from the 1986 album Break Every Rule, once again written by Graham Lyle and Terry Bushin. Apparently this track is Tina's favourite track from the album Break Every Rule, reaching number 15 in Australia and number 13 in the US. Such a fun, cheeky video, features some very hunky men, Thank you very much, Tina Turner. And this track was very popular with a couple of our listeners. Jono and Owen both loved this track and voted What You Get Is What You See, their favourite Tina Turner single. So just for you guys, here is a bit of a snippet of the extended dance mix for What You Get Is What You See.
make sure you check out that extended dance mix on the reissue of the Break Every Rule album. Let's move into the top five. One of Tina's most iconic tracks, The Best, written by Holly Knight and Mark Chapman, who also wrote Better Be Good To Me previously. Now, this track was first offered to UK singer-songwriter Paul Young, who passed on the track. The Best was actually first recorded by Bonnie Tyler as a lead single for her 1988 album Hide Your Heart, although it peaked at number 10 in Norway, number 20 in Spain and 25 in Finland. It didn't chart anywhere else. The following year, Tina recorded her version, changing the arrangement slightly by adding a bridge and a key change. The Best was the lead single for the Foreign Affair album, reaching the top five across most of Europe, including number five in the UK, number four in Australia, and number 15 in the US. The track was used in a Pepsi commercial, they were sponsoring her world tour at the time, and of course in Australia, it was used to promote the NRL, especially amongst women, and boy did that campaign work. Tina went to Sydney to shoot the 1990 campaign and to perform at the NRL Grand Final. It was such a huge success and remains an iconic advertising campaign to this very day. In 1992, Tina recorded the track as a duet with Jimmy Barnes, renaming it Simply the Best. That version peaked at number 14 in Australia and number 11 in New Zealand. And one of my listeners, Shane, voted this track as his favourite Tina Turner single. So just for you, Shane, let's check out the demo version for The Best. That was the early demo version of The Best by Tina Turner. Let's move on to number four. We don't need another hero. Such an epic song, We Don't Need Another Hero, recorded in December 1984 in London. That was the first single from the film soundtrack to Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, starring, of course, Mel Gibson and shot here in Australia. The video for the single was directed by the film's director, George Miller. We Don't Need Another Hero was a huge hit worldwide, hitting number one in Australia, Canada, Germany, Spain and Switzerland, number two in New Zealand, and in the UK and the US, it hit number three. We are heading into the top three, and at number three is this stunning track.
absolutely love this track, Private Dancer, written by the frontman for Dire Straits, Mark Knopfler. Now, that track was intended for the 1982 album Love Over Gold, but at the time, Mark realised it wasn't suitable for a male singer and needed a female singer. So, hence, it was given to Tina. The track was actually recorded with most of the band members from Dire Straits, aside from Mark himself. Private Dancer reached number 5 in New Zealand and Belgium, number 7 in the US, but only reached number 21 in Australia and 26 in the UK. After you've finished listening to this podcast, make sure you go on to YouTube and watch this stunning video. It's absolutely gorgeous, directed by famed film and music video director Brian Grant. Brian has directed so many iconic music videos, including Physical for Olivia Newton-John and Whitney Houston's How Will I Know and I Want to Dance with Somebody. We are getting closer to the number one position, but at number two is... Now, I bet you thought this track would be number one, right? But that is What's Love Got To Do With It from her album Private Dancer. What an iconic song, co-written by Scottish songwriter Graham Lyle and English-Australian singer, songwriter and producer Terry Brishen. Those two have written so many hits for the likes of Cliff Richard, Olivia Newton-John and Diana Ross. As I mentioned last week in the podcast, it was first offered by Cliff Richard, who turned it down. Donna Summer had the song for a few years, but never recorded it. And then Bucks Fizz recorded it before Tina. Check out last week's episode, Tina Turner, Private Dancer, where I play a snippet of that Bucks Fizz version. But Tina's version of What's Love Got To Do With It was released in May 1984, ahead of the album's release. It reached number one in the US for three weeks, and surprisingly and shockingly, it was Tina's only US number one. Oh my goodness, America, shame on you, that's dreadful. But it did reach number one in Australia and Canada, number two in South Africa, number three in New Zealand and the UK. And no surprise, it was a top 10 hit right across Europe. What's Love Got To Do With It received three Grammy Awards for Record of the Year, Song of the Year and Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. The video also won the MTV VMA for Best Female Video. In 1996, it was sampled by Warren G and Adina Howard. version became a huge worldwide hit including number one in New Zealand, number two in Australia and the UK. In 2020 Norwegian DJ and producer Kygo remixed the track 
And this was Tina's last release. Love that remix by Kygo and Tina Turner becoming a huge hit all over the world on the dance floor. Moving on to my number one, my favourite Tina Turner single. adore this track let's stay together a cover of the 1971 track from al green which reached number one in the u.s this version was produced by martin weir from uk 80s new wave synth pop band heaven 17 now you can hear the lead singer from heaven 17 Glenn Gregory on backing vocals on this track. It was released in November 1983 in the UK and in January 84 in the US. The track reached number four in New Zealand, number six in the UK, 19 in Australia and 26 in the US. It was also a top 10 hit in Belgium and the Netherlands and this track reached number one on the US Dance Club Songs Chart. So there you go, my top 10 favourite Tina Turner singles. Let me know how I did. Did your favourite make the cut? Such an amazing artist, so many singles to choose from. It was actually quite difficult. But some of the Sound Museum listeners voted a couple of other tracks as their favourite Tina Turner singles, including Alan, who loves this track. Yeah, never in your wildest dream. Did you ever get this feeling? Never in your wildest dream. Never in your wildest dream. Did you ever get this easy? Never in your wildest dream. That is In Your Wildest Dreams, included on Tina's ninth solo album, Wildest Dreams, in 1996. The track was the seventh single released from the album. Now, that version I just played was with Barry White, but on the original European album version, it features actor Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas on the original European album version. 
Now that version was on the album, but for the single version and the US versions, Tina re-recorded the track with Barry White. The track reached number two in Austria, top 20 in Belgium, Netherlands and Norway, also hitting number 22 in New Zealand. This track nearly made my top 10, but one of my listeners, Steve, rated this track as his favourite. is a stunning single on Silent Wings featuring Sting, also taken from the Wildest Dreams album. The track peaked at number 5 in the Netherlands, 7 in Hungary, 10 in Scotland, 13 in the UK and Canada. The stunning video for this track was filmed in Cape Town in South Africa. There was also some remixes for On Silent Wings and just for you Steve, here is a bit of the Soul Solution remix. On Silent Wings by Tina Turner featuring Sting. That is a bit of the Soul Solution remix. Well, this episode has been simply the best. It's been so wonderful going through all those amazing Tina Turner tracks, all the singles. Thank you so much to everyone on Instagram who responded to my story to vote for their favourite Tina Turner single. Love hearing from you. Love hearing your feedback and love your choices. Speaking of social media, make sure you're following The Sound Museum on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I post heaps of content across all different channels, videos, photos, heaps of information, so stay tuned to my socials, and make sure you join me for next week's episode, and stay tuned to my socials this weekend to find out what's happening on next week's show. But until then, you have a great week, take care, and I will see you then.